What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Sweat and Grime. You got Brian, Matt, and Rick in the studio. And joining us, we have Mandy. Marvelous Mandy. Marvelous Mandy. <laughs> How are you, Marvelous Mandy? I am fantastic. How are you guys? Doing, Doing good. Great. Thanks for awesome. coming in. Thanks for having me. And the cool thing is Mandy's here in the flesh, in person. She's not uh, over the phone, which is always nice. Yeah. Yeah. Much more fun. She so, wanted a full experience. And we're we gonna actually give it had to, to her. put clothes on for this episode. We did. We had yeah. to put pants on like, in order well, to... We have a woman on site. Exactly. Today. Yeah. So yeah. Brian and Matt been in this weird measuring contest between what dangled between their legs and their hands. So I don't know what we're fucking talking about here. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to hear that, Mandy. It's all right. It's all right. We're all good. <laughs> so measure so, up. So Mandy, uh, let's fire off with just because Rick really is the only one that knows you at all. I have absolutely no yeah. idea who you are. No so clue who I am. Tell us how you, how you came to be Mandy. How I came to be Mandy. Yeah. Well, it started with a man and a woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a long time back. ago in a land far away. <laughs> um. Well, I would say, as far as getting my start in this industry, mm-hmm. um. My godfather has been a father figure to me. My father passed away when I was three. Um, and he runs a landscape company. Okay. And so when I was really little, he would take me out on site with him. And he was telling a customer, I don't know, it would have been a couple summers ago, that my first time in an excavator, I was three years old. Nice. nice. So <laughs> that kind of made all the sense in the world. Yeah. Why I've just always loved construction equipment. And, you know... Wanted to learn and grow in the business. Um, I've done a ton of different things and, you know, tried this, tried that, been here, been there. Um, and here I am again. I'm back at uh, a dealership. I'm at Michigan Cat now. Okay. All right. um, and what's your role there? I am a quoter for the power systems division. Um, I work really closely with regional field service. Um Quoting generator repairs off PM reports, going through things, uh, talking to technicians, trying to figure out what we can do to take care of our customers best. So, right. And do you yeah. enjoy that better than working the equipment side of it, or, you know, the heavy equipment? It's really funny because in the beginning, I was concerned. I yeah. was Because like, you were all... You were- like balls deep in heavy equipment before Always. the power. Yeah. Right. And that is the term I would use with Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. But, hey, here we are. <laughs> well, you're you, picking up on Rick's lines now. I know, right? <laughs> Rick Fuck says it. everything's balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's back up now that we've established what you actually mm-hmm. do. So you're working with Michigan Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of meandered through the construction industry. What, what was that meandering? What did you, what did you do? Oh, my gosh. Well, I've worked for my godfather, Craig Sabo, at Northern Pines um, on and off throughout my life. Um, and what is, you yeah, said he was landscaping? Landscape, okay. landscape construction, hardscape. Okay. Um, what so, was your role there? What wasn't my role there? One badass <laughs> motherfucker, that's what she was. <laughs> you know, I've I've done a little bit of everything um, from commercial installs laying out sites um to i didn't really i can't remember a time when i actually mowed grass i probably ran a weed whip a little bit here and there um but a lot of it was just working with the hardscape crew um managing crews making sure we had materials my last role there was operations manager um okay 
so just taking care of everything. We did snow plowing, making sure everyone was in the right place at the right time, making sure we had all of our materials. Um, very cool. Yeah, so, all that kind of cool. fun stuff. Out of curiosity. So very well-rounded. Yeah. I try to be. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, yeah. for a lot of us in the field, like the thought of going into the office is terrible. Did oh. you pick going into the office? Did you want to go into the office? My office was that F-250 you have okay. in the Okay, all right. So, but now... <laughs> now I am in an office. And how was that transition for you? Um, It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Again, you know, Kat has a large campus and I'm always going somewhere to talk to someone. Um, And you're not chained to your desk. I get to go out in the field. Um, One of our PSSRs has taken me out to... Now, what is a PSSR? Preventative oh. service sales representative. All right. Boom. All Can right. you tell I worked in the dealership yeah, world? Right. <laughs> you got it. So um he's taken me out in the field and he actually took me over to the west side of the state and showed me these massive generators. 3516. Glad you said generators there, because that could have been a really nice sexual <laughs> harassment lawsuit there. <laughs> Yeah, but so I'm like crawling around in these enclosures with these huge engines. And I mean. Now, what are these powering? These in particular were powering a casino. All right. Yeah. Nice. So the power goes out. So they the don't power goes out. Anything. Go to the casino because yeah. they have all the backup power they're going to need. Nice. You nice. can't, <laughs> can't lose the guy on the hot streak spinning <laughs> absolutely, the Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But so I got to, you know, crawl around in these enclosures and check everything out. And ever since then, it was like okay, this is cool. I'm yeah. in the right spot, you know? Oh, yeah. So, because going from walking out in the yard, firing up an excavator, changing a bucket for a customer, you know, constantly, I was moving moving stuff around for truck drivers and to kind of get out of the cab of a machine, which I've been in and out of a million times throughout my career. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Now, touch on that a little bit more. What did you do with these machines? In your career. Yeah, so we left off at landscaping. Oh so my we're gosh. bouncing okay. all over, we're, but yeah. we're all good here. What else is new? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she forgot to take her Adderall before she came. Oh, she my works at the dealership, so yeah. she's waiting it, for the phone to ring. Exactly, yeah. yeah. What? what? <laughs> um, no, so after that, I was at Wolverine Tractor for a while. Um, I was a sales administrator, traffic coordinator. So I did all of the logistics for all of our dealerships. As well as importing equipment and actually exporting equipment for a while there. Maglio Ordonez was one of our customers and he owned Venza Equipment Leasing in Venezuela. Wow. wow. They bought a ton of stuff. So you're not talking about exporting from the yard. You're talking about exporting from the the U.S. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I thought you were just talking on a local level. Like we're just oh, no. bringing it from a like, nobody. That's a no, 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 no. term for yeah, it, but yeah. sure. No, bringing, bringing cranes up um, wow. in 13 to 15 loads. I worked with uh, Conley Crane when they would oh, purchase yeah. new cranes and bringing them up and setting them up. Wow. Um, and what just uh, now you've sparked my interest. What is involved <laughs> in bringing a crane into the U.S.? Well, no. These cranes were coming out of, I believe, Plumbo, Kentucky. Where oh, they were okay. built, okay. I believe that's right. where Link Belt is. Please don't quote me on that. I'm not that. sure yeah. either. And it's you're just making sure they all that get one listener up. that uh, will he'll out. Yeah. yeah. Well, still even on the air. No. Even, <laughs> if, <yeah. laughs> even if you're not, even if you're not going out of country or in country with it, what's involved with doing a big move like that? Well, the crane has to be assembled on site. A lot of times they'll need a crane to assemble a crane. Yep. 
as well as a crane operator, mechanics. There's it's a whole process. Sure. Um, so just making sure that everything shows up at the right place at the right time. All right. Um, and I mean, we know truck drivers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Everyone's looking at Rick. Everyone's looking at Rick. So if you guys, yeah, if you guys aren't aware, Rick's been driving a truck for the last two weeks. Uh, So fuck my life. Looking at you, buddy. I tell you what, you know, to touch on those truck drivers for a second, man, I have a whole new respect for a truck driver. When I used to run these jobs and load them with the excavators and stuff, I used to just think that they were just a dumb fucking truck driver. Go on and. Dump the load and bring us a load of gravel back, you know, as oh, fast as no. you can. Dude, these guys drive the fucking wheels off the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm driving the truck and you get... That's not really good for the truck, is it, if you drive them off? No, you should they, have all the wheels. They don't, they don't seem to, to care, get involved. Matt, with your jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get, like, an experienced driver right behind you. And I'm just like, just fucking pass me, dude. Like, I'm going as fast as I feel I want to go. No, dude, this guy's on your fucking bumper, so... You shift gears and you keep going even faster. You're doing like 15 mile an hour, 20 mile an hour to fucking speed limits, just ripping. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. But when we were down in North Carolina a minute ago, mm-hmm. this is like when I started paying attention to the trucks because I'm like, I'm going to go do a little more truck driving right now because the way things are turning. My wife and I are in the mountains down there in the Smoky Mountains. This dude is hauling a fucking back on a low boy. And I'm trying to keep up with them, dude. We are doing 85 miles an hour. <laughs> no shit. Oh, yeah. This fucker is passing cars, dodging in and out. And NASCAR I was just style, like, taking mm-hmm. the inside on the curves. Yeah. I was like, this dude's got big fucking balls. Like big ones. Yeah. Fucking machine about ready to fucking come up unchained. If or he has no family down, right? or anything to give a shit about. So he's like, I'm just going to try to Well, then it's Colorado in the mountains. So you probably got those runaway truck ramps. That's what he's banking on. Fuck it. I'll stop when I get to the ramp. We were in North Carolina. We were close to Colorado. <laughs> or sorry, but, not North Carolina. Know, super close. <laughs> I, so we blow past his fucking car. And this uh, old lady's eyeballs, dude, were fucking so big from this truck fucking flying by. And I'm driving by too. I'm like, look, honey. She's like, don't look. I'm like, oh, fuck this. So yeah, I've been Doing a little bit of truck driving, but there's a lot more that goes to all that than so, what you really think. Now, I have to ask a question here. You say that you've gained a whole level of respect for truck drivers, but part of me thinks that you might be coming down to the truck level bar because <laughs> what's what are you wearing on your bottom half tonight here, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> Rick's got on a pair of sweatpants, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sweatpants. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got full-on sweatpants. Going. He's got the trucker get-up. He's in lazy man he, mode. Yeah, he's got yeah, the trucker get-up. He crawls out of his his easy rider chair yeah. with his sweatpants and his t-shirt enough on. about this guy. We want to know about Mandy. Like, we drove yeah. her all the way out yeah. here. And for the record, I have a ton of respect for truck drivers. I have worked with some amazing heavy haul drivers. Oh, yeah. You know, throughout yeah. my career. And guys driving gravel trains all day long. Um, it is not an easy job, is it? No. No. Not at all. And <laughs> in all honesty, monsters, it's, man. Yeah. It's, almost, yeah. it's almost like the operators and laborers giving each other shit at this oh, point. Yeah. It's everybody shits on oh, truck yeah. drivers because that's the thing you do in it's the industry. It's just impressive how fast those guys have to work. Oh yeah. Like, they'll put like yeah. a group of five trucks on there and they'll sit there and like the ringleader will sit there and whip them all. Yep. And they will call you if you are not moving enough material and they'll be like, do you want to work tomorrow? You fucking shift gears and get going. You're like, Woo. <laughs> you know, they're like, we got a quota of, of 15 loads. Now, per is this over the CB? No, they call you on the phone. 
The well, fucking, what the fuck? Why the do you guys have CBs? The fucking truck driver. The truck driver. You always get the one bitch on the phone or the CB that don't shut up. Yeah. So he's that would have been Matt. Yeah. Up yeah, right. You just popped his bubble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be a guy like you and your fucking whitey tighties going. Ah, you should see what fucking ain't last breaker, night. Breaker, breaker, one nine. Fucking, we got exactly, ten four exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and at the whole fucking time, he's texting. He's fucking passing you, flicking you off, going down the road. It's like fuck this, man. Matt would have been one of those guys with a tape recorder full of obnoxious <laughs> clips, just Matt, just oh, screaming yeah. them over the CB. Yeah. Matt, Matt would have been the or guy that gets really out and fucking rolls the rug out so his fucking shoes don't get dirty <laughs> so so marvelous mandy yes so you did the crane thing you did the heavy equipment heavy equipment landscaping yep. from Bringing there from there from from wolverine tractor from wolverine tractor off. oh one quick Skipped thing one. Yep. i got to do something really fun when i was there what you got so as we were exporting all of this equipment to venza equipment leasing in venezuela um, they had purchased a Link Belt 460 LX excavator. Huge. Mm-hmm. And in order to move that all the way to Florida, because these things were leaving from Port Everglades mm. in Miami. Yeah. And in order to get it down there, we couldn't ship it with the bucket. We didn't know this until the truck came Showed because up. they do their, you know, they do all their own permitting yep. and just tire trucks. So I told my boss, I was like, listen, if you hook me up with company truck and trailer, I'll drive that thing to Florida. And he's like, okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I got to drive all the way down there. I met the stevedore at the port. Um, so you got to see this thing ship off. Yeah. My buddy, Tony drove with me. We had a blast. We stopped and went fishing. That's awesome. Oops, it's been long enough. I can yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. the limitations is ages ago. Yeah. But um, no, we had a ball. We took it down there, got to see the port, got to check out all those huge cranes, you know, that they load and unload the ships yeah. with. Yeah. And it Isn't was really freaking cool. I'd love to run one of those. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, so part of me wants to run one, but part of me watches the YouTube videos to where you actually like figure out how fucking big those things are. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, I'll leave it to the experts. Yeah. Dude, those buckets on those things are uh, those big clamshell buckets they use for unloading. Fucking unreal. I They'll a, load a I semi a, in one bucket. I have yeah. a hard time fucking winning the 25 cent claw game. Exactly. And that's why. Toy. Exactly. And that's, that's why really I'm a little nervous about the experience. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, those things are nuts. And, and the crazy thing is because the ships are all that big and mm-hmm. the docks are all that big and. Like they don't look that big until you see the operator, and then you're like, right. "Oh, that could pick up an entire truck in one like city the first block." Guy, yeah, you imagine seeing the first guy on the job, and all the fucking cell phones out these days just pointing at him, watching. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Nothing like a little nuts. presser yeah. being the first truck that pulls up to get loaded. Right. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was cool, and and you're right. Like driving around, and you you see freighters at a distance. You see containers stacked up different places, but being in that port was unbelievable. Yeah. Just the the chaos of them. The controlled chaos. It Very controlled chaos, yeah. but chaos all the same. Oh, yeah. Just things moving everywhere quickly. Everybody's running, you know, running. You've got forklifts going here and huge forklifts. Yeah. Like not, you know. Pick up an entire <laughs> container. Exactly. Forklifts, yeah. So it was really cool. That was like, That's that was awesome. a fun little thing I got to do while I was there. Yeah, so. that is awesome. Yeah. So from Wolverine Tractor, where did you go? Well, I, at Wolverine Tractor, I met a gentleman by the name of Steve Dulick. Um, he ran 
he owned Holly Aggregates at the time. Okay. Um, and he had bought a loader from us. There was some confusion with where the loader was getting delivered, um, which led us to having a heated conversation. Um, <laughs> you you ripped which, his ass, didn't you? No, 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 no. I'm always nice to customers. Um, <laughs> of course. But she anyways, knows, she knows it, her boss is going to listen later. <laughs> Tat- tattooed up Mandy here. Always nice to fucking customers. Hey, Rick, you were one of my customers. Was I ever mean to you? That's true. He did. And I will, in Rick's defense, he spoke high of you every oh, yeah. time Every time he brought you up. He was like, yeah, Mandy's awesome. That so so cool. you should know that. Because after Brian left. Mm-hmm. A certain dealership. Yeah. Not to be mentioned. Not to me. A certain dealership. <laughs> some names and... Fuck that place. Vi- no, don't do it. Don't do it. Will be withheld. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. No. Edit that, please. No. No, but, but once he left, it went to a couple other people, and then it was the middle management in the other room, and then you showed up. So surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and it was things got good. Things got good. We were getting equipment when we needed it. We were not having to wait and dilly dally, and it was good. Yeah, yeah that was, was me in the background jumping through hoops. Yeah, we appreciated that. You could actually make a phone call, and someone knew what you were talking about. And yeah, when was, you needed it. And yeah, it was legitimately it, helpful. You know, being a woman in your position, you know, in this industry, it has been interesting. Um, I. Sometimes it's twice as hard to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like we're going way back. I mean, I've been around and having to earn respect. But once you earn it and once people see that you, you know, like Rick, he immediately figured out that I knew what I was talking yeah. about, and knew what I was doing. And having gained all that experience has allowed me. It's just, it's been so much easier. Like this time around was a lot easier knowing what I know, knowing you're more confident and yeah. you're confident that people are confident in you and knowing the business from him, his end as well. And yep. knowing, okay, this is what he needs. And okay. If it rains, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to back this up. We're going to have to move things this way. You know, I mean, look at one of the excavators that mm. <laughs> how many times are like, okay, I'm ready for it today. No, wait, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> when we had our three week monsoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but we got it done. We got everything taken care of. Um, honestly, I've loved being a knowledgeable, well-rounded woman in this business. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything better than being in a group of people and it's a crown knowing, yeah, knowing what you're talking about yep. and people kind of, Looking at you, I mean, <laughs> you know, guess who's not the secretary? Yeah. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that is kind of an interesting dynamic now that we're talking about it and I'm thinking about it because this industry certainly is really hard as a female to get into and get that initial respect. Mm-hmm. 100%. But then once you get that respect, it's almost like a cheat code because then oh, everyone's yeah. just like, oh yeah, it's fucking Mandy. Yeah. Like and after had- a while, honestly, everybody everybody knows your name. There were some guys um, from another dealership at a show next to guys from my dealership. All right. And they were talking about, oh, who's working with you now? And my name came up and they were like, oh yeah. We know her. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> and no one does that for dudes. It's and only girls it was, that know this stuff in, in the industry. It was really cool yeah. though, you know, and they came back and they're like, yeah, these guys from Bop 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 knew you. Heck 
like, well, you know, I've even even if you don't work directly with people, you know, but it's my godfather told me when I was really young that you are only as good as your name. Mm -hmm. And that is a philosophy that I have taken with me throughout my life, you know. The minute you screw someone over, everybody's going to know about it. Yeah. You know, but you have to, you you can do a million things right for years and you'll still, okay, a few people know, but the minute you screw something up, everybody's going to hear about it. Yeah. This is a large industry in Michigan. But but it's a small small world world, for sure. Yes, it is. It is. And and that's the thing too, is the more time goes on, the the smaller that world gets. You really, as you get to know more people, you're just like, Oh, so it really is that small. Like it felt so big. They know the truck. They know the name. They know a company that you work. They or they've know, heard your name through the grapevine. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's nuts. Or they know the pencil pusher that puts everything together. You know, and as you evolve and you get more experience in this field, the more valuable you come, the higher up you move. Yeah. yeah. And once the you closer, burn that bridge with yeah. any entity in the whole industry, And the higher up done. you yep. go, though, the closer the circle becomes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's, it's a cool thing. So from there? From Wolverine, I went to work for Steve Dulick. Okay. At Holly Aggregates. Okay. My first day there, he stuck me in a PC 400 and had me. So he started you on the small training <laughs> wheels tiny, machine. Yeah. Tiny little things. You, 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 already, know. you already knew how to check the oil and start we'll, this thing? For we'll it? get her feet. Well, look. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh you're really? you know, we're about to just By the way, nail. <laughs> did he put your little? You're gonna go home to your wife. Why do you have a black eye? I, yeah. <laughs> for for those who don't know, for those listening who aren't in the dirt industry, that's a 40 ton machine. That is a large. You have to low boy it around machine, and that's what Mandy's saying. They started her on. That's where you put your big boy panties on. Uh, well, yeah. that is true. That is don't true. rock the house. Well, so how did you do? How many trucks did you tip? I, no, I was oh. bailing. I was, stop it. I was bailing sand off the pile off the back of the plant okay. where it was getting stacked and just moving stuff around, preparing. You know, you've got to you've got to screen sand all night to prepare to load trucks the next day. Um, so I would work there in the evening and hang out with all the guys, um, and it was really cool. And it wasn't too long before I ended up working for Steve full time. Okay. Um, because <laughs> there is occasionally, how do I say this? I have always been someone who has strived to do more and to do better um, and better myself. And when you realize that you're as far as you're going to go for now somewhere, mm-hmm. um, which I did, and Steve gave me an opportunity you know, to grow and to learn and to do all these really, really awesome things. Um, and I, I went to work for him full time. All right. That's awesome. Now, so, what were a few of these very awesome, very awesome things? things. Okay. So this one time, we tore down an old Detroit Edison coal power plant. Oh, wow. Um, wow. That would have been a blast. Yeah. in It was in Harbor Beach, Michigan. This thing was Massive. I know exactly where that was. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, guess who helped tear that down? Fuck yeah. Motherfucking Mandy. Me. me. Um, <laughs> Welcome was, to the motherfucker cloud. Yeah. <laughs> it was, right. it was really, really cool because that was, that was at that point in time where 
scrap metal was through the roof. Mm-hmm. You were buying jobs to oh, yeah. demo. Oh yeah. You know. Um what else did we do? We we tore down, we did an interior demo at the Prince Macaroni Factory in Detroit. Interesting. You sound questionable <laughs> on that. Detroit. <laughs> I'm pretty, it was somewhere in that general vicinity. I mean, the Detroit I Metroplex. Right, right. It was somewhere, <laughs> but just you know, really, really cool stuff. Um, What's involved with demoing? You just show up and tear it down, or like? Well, it depends. How did you guys do the coal plant? Did you guys do a uh, explosion? No. To drop it, or did you? I, I wish. I like blowing things yeah, up. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> so we ended up tearing out, because um, there were little little tiny conveyors yep. all throughout that building. And we tore, you know, we tore as much as we could out. And then they took the top. Do you remember there was like a little area on top that was like maybe the fifth yeah. story? Yep, yep. So like we, the penthouse is what we call it. We pulled yeah. that down, right. torched it, pulled it down, torched the next layer Pulled it down. It was all going in dumpsters. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Rufton at RJ Torching. I don't know if you guys know him. He's pretty no. awesome, too. No. Sounds um, like a good podcast guest. Yeah. He would be great. Um, so this dude <laughs> literally ran around with the torch, just slicing just shit. Cutting these are, these torches. Metal these torches are Essentially legit. a Jedi. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> 10 feet away and just <laughs> torch it. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you can be Jackson's that far away. That reference. But yeah, just they would torch stuff and take it down and torch stuff and take it down until Looks it got like to the point. Torch Brian's fucking head. <laughs> Oops. Man, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know where <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Well, that's what I no, that's what I mean. And yeah. you know, everything, everything was safe. Everybody, you know, hard hats and PPE and all that stuff. But to get it down to the point where you could actually get in there with an excavator with a two through yep. grapple and grab, you know, and start start pulling things because you can't exactly pull down a building that that's tall. Yeah. That's that tall yep. and not, you know, have people be in danger. So you got to bring that's in one of those hard. massive like twelve hundred machines with the fucking one hundred and thirty five foot boom on it. Dude, I was watching this. Yeah, this we, video. Uh, we didn't have one. Of no, those. I was watching this video. The other day, it was a, a giant like <laughs> water tower in the middle of a city that was abandoned. Yep. Well, they wanted to get rid of it, so they they uh, craned up a giant excavator and like three guys with jackhammers and torches, and they're in the middle of this. You know, start at the top and just start a piece in this thing. They're just throwing it off the edge, like straight down. Wow. Straight. It, wow. it wasn't in America, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just sitting like, are you kidding me right now? Like, that guy's cutting that, and that's going to drop. But oh, he jumped off, and it was nuts. Like watching this excavator. 300 feet up in the air yeah. on this little tiny platform, just yeah. piece in this metal. I'm like, oh, one false move, man. I was about to say, that's one of those you make sure you know which direction your travel yes. pedals are facing. Yes. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> Whoops. No doubt. Now, how long would it take you guys to demo a job like that from start to finish? Like the last time the truck got loaded? That one. Oh my gosh, this is a long time. Oh, we might have been there for like three weeks to right. a month. That's pretty quick. You know, loading everything up, loading it all in dumpsters, hauling it out, you know. <sighs> so, and then the metal, like you, you have to sort your heavy yeah. melt and mm-hmm. all that stuff has to go into different bins. And, yeah. Demo work really is cool. a whole different animal. That's, you can be in this industry for, well, I have been in this industry over a decade and I still know jack shit about demo work because I've never done it. Yeah. It's crazy. Sometimes you get the demo crew that you're like, what? They're like they just hired for labor ready. And it's like, are you kidding me? And then you get these guys that are professional demo guys and it's 
the most amazing thing. You guys yeah. stand back. I'm yeah, going to get right? in there and yeah, just torch this beam. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, the guys, the guys that worked for Steve were amazing. Heck, his crew now, um, I've spent some time with them here and there. Uh, he owns DNV Excavating All right, yeah. now. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I, wait, what was his name? Steve Dulick. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's kind of a big deal. <laughs> we're going to he, check his site work for me on a couple of projects yeah. back in the day. So we're going to check fact this. Yeah. Check check fact this. Check fact this. <laughs> Just like only or fans only. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> gotta keep gotta keep our audience on toes. <laughs> it's the sweatpants. They're going to your head. But yeah, and his so Steve's dad Everett was out. We eventually we moved from a sand pit in Holly. To a sand pit in Smith's Creek, which is out by Port Huron. Yep. yep. Started, he started that for, it had been closed for, I don't know how long. So we got in there, moved things around, started pulling sand, started screening sand, um, and selling sand. Because again, we're from Oakland County. You know, we don't really know a whole lot of people up there, but the pit took off. Um, his dad came in from Wisconsin to help us, and Everett Dulick is also a very big deal. Pretty big deal? He's a big deal. He is one of the coolest people that <laughs> I think I've ever met in really? my life. Um, we got an old American drag line at one point in time. Nice. And watching him run that, I mean, and that's a very physical, you know, oh, yeah. you've got the those old cable and brake machines yeah. and everything. And watching him run that, I mean, he's one of those guys that you could put in an excavator rodeo that would just smoke everyone. Yeah. So, you know, we That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I got to spend a lot of time with him. Um <clears throat> Is there that much over skill going into pulling levers? It's, Have you ever watched one of those drag line operators? Yeah, the guy looks like a workout. Yeah. It but it's it, but crazy. the timing is everything. Like it's all about the timing on that. It's not just yanking the levers. It's you know, like a regular excavator in the sense that if you just yank them. If you're just yanking, Rick, you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> you got to have drop it deep. You got to have you got to have finesse and you got to have technique to the yank. <laughs> is this is this the first time you're learning this? No. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> I've, I've yanked a few levers in my day. <laughs> oh my god. That's goodness. not right. That's not right. But anyway, to the drag line. <laughs> yeah. So we. I mean. We had some awesome summers up there at the pit, um, selling sand, selling screen topsoil, you know, I, what was your role there? Well, what, again, what didn't I do? I don't know. Uh, What did you do? (laughs) I did all kinds of stuff. I would, I'd run equipment when they needed somebody, you know, to run something. If we were moving overburden or if we were loading topsoil while we were loading sand, I'd jump in another loader, run the water truck. Um, I did payroll. I did all of our billing. Took care of, I mean, heck, I even, I'd run for parts sometimes when nobody else, it was like, we were, we were running lean. And so anywhere they needed me, I just jumped in. Multiple hands. So yeah, it was cool. You you learn a lot that way. I was about to say, that is the best way to learn the industry mm-hmm. is by wearing 15 different hats because you got to know it all. And if you don't, you got to figure it out quick. Yeah. So, and so that, from, that's just a taste of not even trying to get the work. Yeah. That was just the operate. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, where, how long were you with them? 
Oh my gosh. I should have brought a copy of my resume. That's all right. Uh- <laughs> a guesstimate is fine because no one's going to call you yeah, on this. Yeah, no, a few years. A few years. And then I I moved away for a while and I was working remote before that was a thing um, for Kevin Twist, who owns Pride Logistics in Port Huron, Michigan. So I was brokering freight for him, moving stuff, you know, from Mexico to Canada, all over the place. I did a lot of produce, did a lot of uh, aluminum coils and different things. So that was cool. And then um, eventually when I moved back to Michigan, I started working for Northern Pines again, working for my godfather. You came um, full circle. Full circle. It was basically like Simba sitting there all singing All the you. way around. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> Simba. And, so, love lives. Yeah, just did did a bunch of stuff great, there. Great Plowed some snow back in Michigan, you know, plowing some snow. Love it. And for the first time, Let's actually, that is code that. for just running got... copious amounts of cocaine to Mexico. Yes, yes. To, the, to the port. Of, Nobody uh, told me that. Yes. No. <laughs> plowing snow, baby. No, and Mandy, I... this month you will be plowing snow all the way down okay. to the border. But it's May. What was really in that bucket and those uh, link belts you sent down there? Put your, put your salter back in the truck. <laughs> Have you ever been required to use your rectum on a job site? Because no. you're starting now with plowing snow, you will be required <laughs> you know a little bit too much about this right you know yeah, what? what's going on here i'm from texas you know everybody's done a little muleing from time but to time again, i don't think uh, i don't think we're producing too much of that to be tra- exporting it back yeah, down to the coast and we're over. more of a meth yeah, state i feel i heard we're <laughs> just sending empty pieces of equipment to come back <laughs> I heard I heard he got his erectum so you could stuff more up his anus. <laughs> oh boy. It created more room because <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, Gordon. I'm sorry, Gordon. Yeah, oh yeah, you just if he's listening to this, you better expect it. This is this is sweat and grime. This is the essence of sweat and grime right here. Oh. <laughs> so how how would you consider your role in all these different operations, like what did you learn and take out of it? And when did you also get like that learning curve and humbling moment of I've made respect it. from the guys in the field, like you made it and you've started gaining your knowledge. Like when did all that kind of come full circle? Wow. Well, it, it Wolverine tractor when I went for my interview at that point, I was asking my soon-to-be boss questions about equipment that she could not answer. Oh wow! <laughs> because I wanted to know, and and so they they quickly, you know, they quickly learned that I was fairly knowledgeable mm-hmm. about at least about the construction equipment yeah. part of the dealership process. Um, and. Go ahead. You can keep chatting. We randomly take selfies so that we can post on social media. What is going on here? Yeah, you're good. You're uh, good. It's, keep... it's a photo op. Okay. Yes, a photo op. For Man, listen media. to Rick getting all technical with his fancy like media terms. I like it. It's a photo op if you wouldn't mind continuing the conversation. Well, that would be a fake ID for the cocaine run. For the oh. cocaine. Oh, that's right. Yes, the cocaine run. So, so go ahead with what you were saying. Okay. So when you... um. You can just wave. We're all pause, pause the podcast. We're taking a picture. Oh my gosh. Probably will edit the shit out of that okay. one. Okay. So 
When, when they, oh my gosh. You don't even know where we were talking, do you? I am trying to remember. No, I'm just kidding. Um, when you work and you work hard and you show people that you're there to get the job done, you know, I think that slowly over time you earn that respect. And then, you know, you start out, you start out anywhere as a liability, Okay, anything that you're new at, you're a liability and you have to work really hard to turn yourself into an asset. And I think as soon as people realize that you are an asset and you are contributing to whatever the goal is, that that's when you, you know, you start to earn that respect. And I, I don't think that has anything to do male, female whatsoever. Yeah. You know, you've got to put in the work to earn the respect from the people around you, especially if you're, you know, you're working on a crew you want to pull your own weight. Yeah. You know, you want to do whatever you can to help everybody around you. And I've always, again, I've, <laughs> I've always just wanted to be really good at whatever it was I was doing. Sure. And I think that showed through in, you know, my, my willingness to learn and my willingness to jump on whatever it was. I will, I will gladly grease the machine. I don't, care you know i will dig out tracks i will do whatever i need to do and i think that that in everything else you know that just trying to be a sponge and learn whatever you can from everyone around you who knows so much more yeah you know you eventually start earning that respect until all of a sudden you know you're you're one of the guys. You are the one that people are trying to soak the sponge up and tables have turned. I mean, and it's funny because at the last place that I was before Kat, that was the situation that I was in. Right. Where people, I was the person that people called with questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't think that was fully realized while I was there, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, But that wasn't, I didn't want to be the low man on the totem pole who was fixing everything and answering everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you don't have anyone to learn from and I, I wanted to learn more here. Now I am, I'm at, I'm at Michigan cat. I learn something new every day. Um, they've invested a lot into the, and they do, they, they invest a lot into their employees and training people. And I get to go, I was telling you, I get to go down to the cat proving grounds. So jealous. In Tucson, Arizona. Um, oh, I'm going to look that up cause it's going to drive me nuts. The name of that facility. Isn't that just yeah. a sight to see? It, it's man, I'm dying to get down there. I'm, I'm <laughs> wanting so bad for the channel to somehow lead me to get to the Can proving grounds. Can you fit grounds in I'll, a suitcase? I'll so, order you a coffin and we'll put you that way. So, yeah. So <laughs> if you're not aware it is a working mine behind the proving grounds. That's where they test all their shit out. It's an actual working mine. All right. That then they run all the new models out there and test them and everything. And then off to the side of the mine, they have their their demo center. And that's where the public can go. But all of the shit that they're leading out in front of you on this grid big parade yeah. is legit working in the mine back behind. I mean, it's that's pretty it rad. is a badass facility. It is I can I desperately want to go down there it's so awesome i think i can curl up yeah yes. yeah yeah <laughs> he's gonna be a damn carry-on <laughs> i power lift in my free time hell so yeah i can carry you around now how does this all transition into obviously you got a tanaha hills you got a pretty good hills. important role now how is your knowledge in 
verb I don't I want to say verbiage uh communication of the skilled trades and like the equipment and talking to the guys how has that helped you play into the role that you're at now it's helped me considerably just in the fact that number one I understand the industry again the generator end of it I'm learning more and more every day which I love but it's pretty relatable it is it is it's you're still the the only thing that's different. So you're working on an excavator and as long as the excavator can move, you can get that excavator in a pretty decent spot to mm-hmm. work on it. You know, some of these generators, they're on top of a skyscraper. You know, yeah, yeah. Let's say 20 story building. And then you've got to climb through a porthole up a ladder across the catwalk. And then it's up on a platform, you know, so changing the oil in that and servicing that, doing any kind of repairs on that are going to be a lot harder than just walking from your truck 15 feet to an mm-hmm. excavator. You know what I mean? You've got to know what you're taking all the way up there with you before now, you are go. These same, if you get are 20 these the same up, mechanics that work on the equipment or are these a whole different breed of... These are a whole different so group So like of pipe mechanics. fitters and stuff like that or plumb, like They're... They're mechanics. Yeah. They're, well, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, field uh, technicians. Uh, I'd um, imagine you got to have a lot more electrical knowledge, though. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what we're doing. Yeah. You're we're generating electricity. Electricity. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, the only reason I say <laughs> yeah. that is, is a lot of the field techs I've talked to about the new electric equipment. Mm-hmm. That's their big fear is even with the hybrid machines is like one this one guy in particular I was talking with. He goes, you got to be careful because you'll kill yourself. You'll electrocute the shit out yep. of yourself because you accidentally touched something you weren't supposed to. Yep. So all that to say, even even field techs on the heavy equipment side are starting to have to learn more about the electric stuff, too. Well, and there's so much more electrical involved and, you know, different computer software programs and everything involved in equipment now than there ever were. Yeah, yeah. You know, but these guys, you know, there's... There's a lot of electrical around, you know, you're you're going to have your switch gears, you're going to have your transfer switches. Like there's a lot that goes into power generation that isn't just the engine. Yeah. Sorry, Rick's showing me a picture of a pickup with uh, what 150 50 or so batteries in it, 50 to 100. Yeah. I what think- is I think he has a hybrid and he's going <laughs> to hook it up to the front of the truck. It's, I've seen that today. I was like, like an F-150. All he had to do was throw a generator in the back of that. Yeah, right? and he could have gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But then you're burning fossil fuels. <laughs> yes. Oh, But I can bring these batteries there. home and recharge them. <laughs> <laughs> he's going off the grid, bro. Exactly. I can't wait for this new electric shit, dude. I'm going to be the only guy with a diesel truck jumping these electric fucking cars. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta make alternator. the proper. Just gotta get like four different uh, hookups, you know, just so you can change it out. Yep, right. Um, it's a different world. Mm-hmm. Now, getting into this generator industry, it's obviously like a big market. Yes. And how critical is this generator role that you're playing now? Well, it's pretty critical considering you know a lot of places that have generators and rely heavily on them working properly are hospitals, hospitals, data centers, places that- And the casino. Don't forget the casino. The casino cannot be without power. The whole city (laughs) goes without natural gas the second those things kick on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But by God, you can roll that slot machine. Right. (laughs) Well, and 
it so it is critical in making sure that they're you know in peak working condition that they don't have any issues that there's not something that's going to come up between you know interval preventative maintenance services is very important and so that's what i'm doing is i'm going through all of those reports checking everything over quoting any repairs that those things need and then communicating with the customers about yeah. them it, so i remember when we were doing generators at hospitals and stuff and doing the test and you're like if this fails this whole everything's going back because you turn all you go to the switch gear you shut down the whole power to the building and all right it, it either works or it doesn't it works and there's not like there's no blink it's just the lights stay on go active mm-hmm. it's like how does that happen but we've had some smaller buildings that is like Oh, I forgot to turn on the freaking gas. Or. Yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a really lot of logistics, cool. you know. So it's really cool. A lot of planning. Have you been at this long enough that I can ask you r- roughly how long is it between these preventative maintenance cycles and, and how often do they have issues that they've got to address? It all depends. I mean, we have some customers that have us out every month to check on their units. Um, depending on like oil changes, whether or not a unit needs an oil change, because these things for the most part are standby. We do have some prime power units that are running all the time. Um, But standby generators, they don't get a lot of hours put on them. You know, they get tested every month or every, depending on, you know, what the facility requires, but they're just, they're not getting the hours. And some of these things take a lot of oil. Yeah, I would imagine because you're dealing with massive engines. These are not yes. these are not like the little cat engine that's in your in your dump truck. This no. is like a marine sized. These are I engines bigger than out. my truck. Yeah, damn it! My little 500 watt generator ain't gonna. I don't think it's gonna cut it. Anything, is yeah, it? <laughs> no, I don't think you're. I, I don't think you're gonna go around jumping anything. I'm gonna your... try to rent it to the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> Here, that guy that needs life support, fire this bitch up. I got 40 batteries in the back of my pickup. (laughs) I got some jumper cables here. What can we do with this shit? So, have you had any emergencies yet? Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Not emergencies. This is where you just say, not on my watch. Not on my watch. There it is. Um, (laughs) Yeah, nothing... But again, here we are, you know, I've I've been at this a couple months now and we haven't hit storm season. We were coming out of winter, so we weren't having any ice storms or we were going to have outages. Um, but it is it is critical. But much like Rick, when one of your machines is down and you have a job that you need to do. And I know this because I took calls late at night to get you whatever it was you needed to get it done. <laughs> oh, sorry. My finger slipped. I didn't mean to. <laughs> You know, continue. It's, no, I'm. That is not That's something. That's how that escalator showed up. That's right. I always wondered how he got everything so goddamn quick. Yeah. See, I was making the phone Fully call so you could run everything. it. I guess so. Now you could thank the person that's here. Now I have noticed none of those none of those excavators were Hitachi brand. <laughs> Oh That's because Hitachi was at Lover's Lane. Oh, so yeah. Oh there. Yeah. Wrong phone call. I knew where you were going with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, by now, if you do not know Hitachi makes big fucking equipment and dildos, 
It's not a dildo, What Rick. the fuck is it's, it? It's like a magical vibrating wand. It's like a wand. A, a wand of science. I gotta be my electrician. I gotta get out of here, guys. <laughs> I don't know. If you don't know that by now, you're not in the dirt industry. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. No, you, you gotta know. Like, it's been the running joke forever. That's true. It's that's true. It's many any input that you. <laughs> I am. I'm. I have. I have nothing to yeah, add. That's to this fine. That's totally fine. That takes Hitachi fighting to a whole new level. <laughs> Trade him like a Pokemon card. Oh my I don't. Th- I don't know that that's advised by anyone. Trading Hitachi wands is, is not something that they, anyone's. They sterilize it like COVID nineteen. Dude, fucking. <laughs> Put it in the sanitizer you and just clean put, that bitch. You just put it in quarantine for two weeks. Fucking call it good. Ready to go. <laughs> anyway, back to the scheduled podcast for this evening. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Mandy, what has been the most challenging aspect of your new job with Cat? Learning the generator business. Um, it's a completely different group of customers which is it's really cool but working at you know working at a construction equipment dealership I know a lot of the customers just from walk-in traffic you know and they recognize me from here or there or wait that's your truck I've seen you before yeah um (laughs) you know and these are customers that I don't have a lot of face-to-face interactions with um they're not coming in to rent a track loader or rent an excavator. Um, so having to build that relationship via the phone and email is a lot different for me than building a relationship in person, you know, with a heavy equipment customer. Yeah. Now, is it like a doctor that's calling you from the hospital going, this thing hasn't been serviced in a while. I think the doctors have more important things yeah. to do. They usually have like, you, you know, a site engineer or building engineer building maintenance. Um, and those are the people that I'm generally in communication with. Um, just talking about, okay, this is, this is what's wrong. This is what we need to do to fix it. You know, what's, what's your timeline? So on and so forth. Gotcha. What's the interaction like dealing with one of them versus like a guy in the construction industry? You mean like a guy who would come into my office, see that I wasn't there and toss it? Yeah. Like him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything on my desk was just everywhere. What? Rick was a little upset that I wasn't at work that day. Did you do that, Rick? Yeah, I needed a machine. <laughs> Did you really do that? Yeah. I, I just lost so much respect you for you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I flipped her pictures upside down and stuff. Okay, like that. okay, all right. All right. <laughs> I was gonna say like that is I was like that's totally so not a character. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, what the fuck? I think we're, gonna just, we're gonna have a private conversation yes. after no. this to talk about how you need to apologize no. to Mandy. Goddamn it! Was stuff everywhere. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Maybe me guess who did it. And obviously, my stomach it didn't just dropped for a second. I'm like, what the fuck? No. Did you I was like, do, wow, dude? I really thought highly of Rick up no. until this point. <laughs> what an asshole! Ryan's lucky he didn't have an office. Yeah, apparently, get the fuck out, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but no it's it's nice um it's more of a business like atmosphere mm-hmm. than i would say dealing with you know 
contractors. Not that that isn't, I've been in some meetings that were strictly business, um, you know, with larger contracting companies, but you're basically, you're dealing with someone else who's in an office who needs to make sure that everything's running properly. So there's not a lot of fuckery is what you're saying. No. So it's kind of like our sweat and grind podcast to our dealer. Exactly. Exactly. It's much more like the dealer lowdown. Very PC. Yes. But do you miss the fuckery? Um, the guys that I work with, (laughs) 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 um, the guys that I work with in the office are great. Um, we have a lot of fun joke around here and there. And, you know, my boss is fantastic. He, he comes in, we all have a good time, you know, hang out, talk business. She's still on probation, by the way. So what? it's great. That's, yeah, that's I love it. I don't miss really anything. The gym yeah. right. Oh my gosh, my boss no, is you... great. Uh, everyone's awesome. <laughs> got thirty more days, and then you know, Listen, fuck everybody. No, no, honest right. to goodness. Okay, and then she's going to rub the tattoos off on his face. <laughs> my gosh, I tried getting them off last week. They just they your boss is stuck around. No, like I tried to. Scratch your boss is that's a way oh to my get my a pay raise. Come here, buddy. That's some pretty sweet ink. Thank you. So. I, I meant to ask, is there meaning behind any of these? She likes the there colors. Is, there is no meaning. I no like meaning? the colors. It, Rick is 100% correct. Uh, I got nothing against that. Yeah. If that's legit, wow, that I, have nothing against, in the dark. <laughs> I have nothing against that. So my my tattoo artist, um, John Madigan, and this is, I'm going to get sad for a minute. Um, he passed away the weekend before I started at Michigan Cat. Um, oh, really? In his shop was Gypsy King's Tattoos in Commerce. All right, okay. I know where that is. I was so excited because Monday, when I left my first day at Cat, I was going to stop by the shop and tell him in person because I knew how proud he would be yeah. of me for continuing, again, continuing to go after what I want. Wow. And I... <laughs> poor poor Ryan, my boyfriend is a second shift engineer, um, and he was sleeping. It was Saturday morning, and my phone started blowing up and I was screaming, um, just incredibly upset about the whole situation. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'll ever get another tattoo again, which is weird because has he done all your ink? He has done John and his brother, Mark, his brother, Mark tattooed me for a while. And then John opened up his own shop and he's done my sleeves. I mean, they go all the way up all right. to my neck on both sides. And yeah, he's Phenomenal been, art. He, thank you. He's been an awesome friend to me for many, many years. Um, and he left a huge hole, Yeah, you know, in, in a lot of people's lives and in the industry. I mean, I'd sit down at the tattoo expo in Detroit. I did the tattoo expo in DC with him and just get, you know, hammered on all day. I was about to say with, my back. with the tattoos you've got, you can't not develop a relationship with your tattooer mm-hmm. when you've got that much time in the ch- in the chair. Right, it's a couple hours. Couple hours. <laughs> yeah. How how much yeah. time do you think you've got roughly? Just um, a ballpark. For a while there, I was going for a full day just about every month. Holy so, shit! Yeah. Is that shit painful like that? Um. Yeah, it hurts. It it really and hurts. And you're going to tell me it was like therapeutic, like everyone else. It's not no, I just it just like makes it. you a man, bitch. <laughs> That's why I have none. Exactly. <laughs> but no, and, and the funny thing is, is like I would I'd come up with an idea. Like, okay, I have this wolf on the back of my arm here. Mm-hmm. And uh I told Johnny, I'm like, all right, I want a bat. Like a flappy. Yeah. 
bat. I was born on Halloween, so I like bats. Bats are badass. They're cool. You don't even have to be born on Halloween. Bats are badass. Right. So I was like, I want a bat. And he's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I show up for my appointment. And he's like, well, you're getting a wolf. (laughs) 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 I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. Did I miss something? He's, He's like, you are, he's like, you are much more of a wolf. A wolf has a lot more to do with you and your personality. Your personality and everything, yeah. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I chickened out I think at least two appointments on tattooing below my elbows. All right. I had really? this yeah, I had this huge thing and I was like, Oh my gosh, what if what if I ever get out of the field again? Just, guess yeah, what? I'm rate, out of the yeah. field. Yeah, so you're thinking from a professional <laughs> yep. standpoint. I'm like, yeah. what if I get out of the field and people are gonna look at me and they're gonna be like, Oh, God. You sinner. She's terrible. <laughs> she does drugs. You have been marked. Oh, no, you would be. Remind me to tell you about the lady at Trader Joe's. That was a. Oh my God. Is that a. Like, that's got to be um, a podcast story now because you dropped that. Yeah. No, I'll tell you. Okay. But, all right. But I. So I chickened out and I was like, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. And Johnny's like, listen, your personality is bigger than any tattoo that I can put on you. Nobody is going to look at those when you're talking to them. So aside from you guys, no, I'm just people, people you guys come are the up first to me. Ones to notice. I know nobody's seen them before. People come up to me, um, older ladies, especially and comment on how beautiful my tattoos are. I it got is. stopped at home Depot the other day. Oh shit. And this woman's just like, Oh my gosh, those are so beautiful. I like, love I'm taking, them. Bitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, like, you know, and, and especially like I, on, on the beach in Florida and older ladies. Oh, I wish that that, you know, I really wish that that was acceptable when I was younger. I would have totally done something like that. They're so beautiful. And I'm like, go get you one now. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, Pull the skin back. I was about to say, they got stretchers for that. Oh man. <laughs> That's when you get the bat and you wiggle your arm. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the so just to give you a visual, a mental visual, Rick is shaking his hand back and forth. Like he's got a shaker weight in it. <laughs> he's got the magic wand. Shake weights. By the way, that is what the Hitachi uh, you know, sex one's called, is the magic wand. We keep is getting that. I, I had to look it up to see if it's actually one. Yeah, oh, see, my gosh. But see, you leave the batteries you out know what of we it. Did? You're like, what the fuck? What we did is we just legitimized his search history. That's all that there happened. He had okay. already looked him up, but now he's got a legitimate reason to have it in there. You didn't want anybody to call you out oh, on that. Shit. I know a Titan's getting the girlfriend for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, she listens Have you to heard these. of this thing called the... Magic wand. <laughs> it's an MFMT Hitachi version. <laughs> so, so one of the things that occurs to me, mm-hmm. he said your personality is a wolf, which begs the question, what is the personality that someone would have to be a bat? Well, <laughs> like I, I like to sleep upside <laughs> down. I like the dark. I, don't I was going to say, like, <laughs> let's delve into this a little bit. No, I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. Well, no, I just, swings I, now. I like, oh, God. No, I, I just like bats. And again, like, you know, I have this owl. I don't like birds. Johnny's like, I'm tattooing an owl on you. So what did you do? Did you run wise. the fucker over? Huh? You run one over and felt bad or what? No, I just don't. I, birds are... I like birds from a distance. Owls but... aren't like other birds, though. Owls are pretty. No, badass. owls are really cool. But he was like birds. Hey, You're gonna get a Mandy's bird. podcast. Let I'm her sorry. Tell the story oh about the fucking gosh. owl. Excuse me. No, so I have an owl, and it's really cool, and I like it. Um, but no, I 
don't like birds because growing up, well, I, okay, I still have a horse. I know this is like a. Is it from the movie Birds? It, it, no. It terrified me too. No, it's from chickens. Have what? you ever. I love chickens. Have you ever been attacked by a chicken as a child? You just a rooster or a chicken. away. Yeah, all you got to do is Was run. it a rooster? Like, did you go into a car? Listen, I was like three years old. I don't know. And then the, remember the geese? Have you guys ever gone to Greenfield Village? Oh, God, yeah. And like had ice cream by the pond mm-hmm. when you were little. And then the, the goose decided that it wanted your ice cream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Geese are assholes, though. They are. I just, that's my thing. So I was like, I don't really want a bird. But then I got an owl and it's super cool. Wow. So pretty much everything on my arms. Um. He just John put there. picked and yeah. he just put there. And I think that's why it looks so cool because yeah. he had this cohesive plan and put it all together. Yeah. You know, cool. like I have some bugs. And, and the best and- thing is like you're in a position in your career that it's that's acceptable yeah. and mm-hmm. you're at a high level. I do feel like with our generation, especially tattoos kind of, we, we finally crossed the threshold to where tattoos are acceptable in a lot of even professional settings. Like mm-hmm. you're never yeah, going to no. be a banker or anything with it, but, but, and there's almost, a lot of office people that have tattoos that are yeah. on the arms. And, it almost comes standard now. Yeah. You see the guys walking in into short shirts and everything, walking in to do their job. You know, well, that was when I started out as a superintendent, you know, 15 years ago. That mm-hmm. was on the you cannot have tattoos, ear oh, piercings, really? anything. I'm like, yeah. I'm a wow. superintendent. Or field. you, no, or you just, have to wear a long sleeve yeah, shirt to, to cover them up. Yep. I remember no, that. Yep. I remember that. In the construction field? Yeah. Yes. We were dealing with the owners, you know, so. But. When you were the guys that went to the meetings, yeah, you had to cover up or you couldn't have any. Fuck that. So I got why, out of banking. That's yeah. why I just I have all my tattoos ring. on my butt, so no one sees it. There you go. That's... <laughs> now, what one kind of these of, days we're going to know what tat- Totten's got back there. Totten, what, what kind of tattoo do you got on your butt? I don't have any on my butt. They're on my back. Is it like a penis going towards a hole? <laughs> <laughs> and like, whose was it? Did they dip it in ink and slap it? <laughs> Come on. Like, what the fuck? It's one way to do a stencil. Yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that famous artist that just smacks paint against the canvas? I can't remember who Picasso. that is. No, not Picasso. It's like, I don't remember. But that would be I, fantastic. Sure. Yeah, fantastic. painted the chapel? Michelangelo. Michelangelo, yeah. He slapped fucking paint all over the place. I wouldn't say slapping. slapping. Yeah, there was a little, little ability there. A little more detailed <laughs> yeah. now, than abstract art. Yes. Now, do you feel walking into some of these bigger meetings that you do have to cover up your tattoos, or do you walk in there in just a t-shirt? Um. So I dress nice at work, um, and I have a lot of blazers, and occasionally, not that, not that I ever feel that I need to, it just um, happens. It it happens, but I've never felt the need to cover them up. Because ever. you get in trouble? Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I honestly like it's it's a non issue. Yeah. Yeah. It at this point. So Yeah. I've gotten to where I intentionally go into interviews wearing like a polo shirt or something. Mm-hmm. So that it's with his sleeves like, rolled up, so you can see his tattoos. Mostly his my pecs. Yes, I wear very. I wear a, a shirt size my large muscle shirt. Yeah, you take some roids the night before. <laughs> exactly. When I when I walk into an interview, I may wear a large during mm-hmm. the day, but for that interview, I'm a size medium, yep. baby. And these with these, a with a fresh pump. Just yes, yes, exactly. Yes. These pecs are just like mm. spray tan. <laughs> Rick's getting a little. We're just going to watch those sweatpants, that. Rick. We're just going to leave that right where she lays. Just watch those sweatpants. So what, what Brian was saying is when he went to the bathroom, 
to spend 25 cents, he would buy the large and the medium. <laughs> oh, boy. We went there. Are we at that point? I don't know. I, I don't even know. <laughs> do I ask the famous you, questions? Yeah, this is where you, I, I'm going to be totally Do you ignorant. know what's going on here? I didn't know they sold different sizes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, well, Rick's been studying the condom machines a little more than the rest of us. Well, there's one that takes 25 cents and one that takes 50. I mean, that one I, don't, I don't rude. know. It's, yeah. I don't know. I, this is, I'm a, I'm a very ignorant on this subject, so I don't have an opinion. I think there's some people listening that are like, I don't know what condoms ever cost, but I never used one. There's going to be guys going to the bathroom fucking checking. Well, and I was going to say, let's be be totally honest about our audience. There's a lot of guys yelling in their their car right now saying, no, it's not for a large. (laughs) They know exactly what it's for. (laughs) That's our Uh, audience. (laughs) I'm talking to you, Brandon Culpepper. So, uh, Mandy. Yes. Hi. Still here. <laughs> so, the last dealership who yes. remains nameless. Nameless. There were challenges. Oh, yeah. What was the biggest challenge you faced there? And and how did you kind of work through that? Oh, boy. Um, I think the challenges were... The lack of experience overall um, of your employee in the, or your, in the your sales co-workers. department. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a challenge, and i I helped. You know, I helped as much as I could with everything that I could. Yeah. Um, and the people that I worked with in the sales department were fantastic. Um, my, I guess my main issue at the end of the day was I was just tired of getting treated like a secretary. Yeah. Um, I've worked too hard (laughs) and too long in this industry to settle for something where I don't feel level. It's really entry level. And I, I didn't feel that I was being used, you know, to my full potential and I didn't feel that I had anything to learn necessarily in that position, which I, I love to learn. I love to, you know, expand my horizons and learn more things about even things that I know a lot of things about. I like to learn new things Inside all the time. Yeah. 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 And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't challenging. Um, and there was just, you know, my, my boss left. Um, <laughs> and then we started doing all these different things where I was getting grouped in with, secretaries and I here's your here's your sign you know it's it's time to go but I I did I had a I had a great time there I met some great people it was Um, a stepping stone to where yeah exactly you know it was it was getting back into the dealership environment um and seeing things from that perspective again years and years later which a lot of things have changed um I can tell you that there are a lot more women in the industry now than there were back then. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. One of, you know, even one of the higher ups in the parts department. Um, yeah, I know, you know who I'm talking about yep, and yep. she is absolutely fantastic. And, and she just, is, a she is a, a battle axe of a yeah, woman. She's too. a force to be reckoned yeah. with. And I love everything about her. Yeah. And I am so grateful that I got to meet her and work with her. 
Um, just super, super cool person. But again, you know, I was brought in under the assumption that they would find somewhere to move me. And when I continued to fear that that wasn't going to be the case, it was, it was time. It's time to scoot. Time to go. Um, but I worked with some great people. I had, I had a great time with the salesmen that were there. They are wonderful people. Um, and I still, I mean, I still keep in touch, (laughs) you know, with a lot of people there, no hard feelings. It just wasn't, it, it wasn't where I was going to grow, you know? Yeah. So, well, we're going to have to get you back on the show when you've been at cat for a while and you can talk more about generators because that's a whole other interesting topic that I want to cover. That'd be good. And then I can tell you about my cool cat experience yes. down in yeah. Arizona New. that you yes. guys are going to be so uh, jealous of. So this of. is yeah. what we're going to end with. If you could change anything and do anything over, what would it be your dream job? Could you say that any more sensual? <laughs> I'm starting to get a little... <laughs> it got, it got like my nipples so are starting like to poke way. through. He was doing that as he was unbuttoning his shirt really slow. Yeah, I was trying like, to take it up. Oh, boy. Honest to goodness... I feel like everything that I've been through, the good, the bad, has made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. I would not take back or change a single thing that I've done. I I love where I'm at. I am so happy with the position I'm in, the things that I'm learning. You know, I know that this isn't the end of things for me. I hope that I can continue to grow in Michigan Cat. There are a lot of opportunities there to do so. Yeah, yeah. And just the things that I'm learning, the the education that they provide, I feel like this is a really, really good fit for me. And it's funny because as soon as a lot of my friends, they were like, oh my gosh, that is your dream job yeah. to work at Michigan Cat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're That's right. That's awesome. It is just, it is so cool. And everyone that I work with um, that I've met, the people that I meet in person, and you meet new people every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's... There are so many people and everyone is incredibly helpful. Um, they will they will sit down and not just explain something to you, but show it to you. Yeah. Like, okay, this is where you're going to find this. This is how we're going to do this. And you meet new people and you learn new things. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm ridiculously happy to the point where I'm like, oh my God, like, is this, is this real? Is this a dream? I have, you know, I have the great guy. I have the great job. I have the great house. Like amazing tattoos, amazing tattoos, awesome dogs. Where do you go from here? Uh, I, yeah. I don't can know. You, where can she you? just went. She cat, is at, cat she Disney is at the World summit right Arizona. now. Arizona. That's where I'm going. There you, well, She's there sitting you go. in yeah. our studio right now. This I know. is the this summit. Is, this is this as is good as it summit. gets. This is the right summit. I'm, I'm going to pre-apologize for your summit because... <laughs> <laughs> it was this, like the hype of Disney World, but just not getting yeah, it. Yeah, but then you end up in someone's basement with a freaking sleeping bag draped across the <laughs> hey, wall. So. Listen, you, you guys didn't close the door and lock it, so I'm That's I'm true. Okay. We, we, wanted I, you we didn't to, want you to feel you were trapped well, in here with three I was going to say, we wanted you to feel like you had an out, but you'll notice where Rick is positioned. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, but his, his chair's got rollers. I'm not yeah, worried. Right. You know? just roll right through them. <laughs> but they're going to get, me they're right gonna get the caught up in the sweatpants. I will pick him up and carry him. Um, now, Mandy, if you could give any advice to somebody thinking about getting into the construction industry. Especially female. Yeah. What would it be? I 
I would say to any, like, especially any young woman that had a passion and wanted to get into this industry or get into the trades, do it. Don't let anyone, don't let your mom or your dad or anyone Grandma. tell you. Or your yeah, effing guidance or, counselor. Right. That, that it's not for you. Go in there, <laughs> try something new. It could be the best experience of your life and it could be a career, you know, that can really take you places. Yeah. And I, I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know what third grade, I wanted to be a marine biologist. I wanted to study sharks. Hell and yeah. That's clearly, fucking cool. Yeah. It, no, it, it really is. And I don't know. You can do you as a hobby. You can, you can <laughs> right. see how that worked out for Steve Irwin. Yeah. Not, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. a. That's those, a low blow, Rick. Yeah, those, That's a low blow. You're talking about like Steve. The, the god of ecology, and yeah. you just you threw him right under you the done bus. Fucked up, bro. Well, she, was uh, yeah. about, she was talking about sharks. He went with the stingray, dude. The stingray guy. Oh, <laughs> hang on, my sound. You effect, messed up, everyone. My sound effects were down. <laughs> <laughs> he had to remember the code. To thumb yes, print. So yeah. exactly. Son of a. Oh my goodness. Well, that but was. Yeah. I will say that was a phenomenal answer. I yeah. really like that answer. Thank and thanks you. for having or thanks, thanks for, thanks thanks for having us on your show, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks well, for coming out tonight. Oh my gosh. Thanks for coming, Mandy. It's been a Congrats pleasure. Congrats on the new job. Thanks. It was really great talking to you guys. Thanks for having me. I'll be better prepared next time. You know You're what? Now perfect. you know what to expect. <laughs> and we expect to hear great things from your time down in Arizona. I can't wait. Well, Fuck thank yeah. you again. Awesome. And thank you guys, as always, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. And absolutely, if you're listening like, on an Apple share, platform. Comment. Yes, like, share, comment. Absolutely. In fact, share in, some pictures, too. We're getting in sick touch. of our Fab Three just talking to us. Yeah. <laughs> get in touch if you want to get on the podcast. Absolutely get in touch, especially if you're in one of the trades we haven't talked to. We're really looking for some different trades to get on the show. But that being said, uh, Apple platform, you know my spiel. Give us a rating. Give us a review. It helps out the show. We will catch you guys next week on Peace. Swag and Rhyme. Thanks, guys. Peace.